America's ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure, make sure you leave us a five-star review. As you can see, I am live out here at Flowery Branch. Oh, my God, I got so much stuff for you all. So make sure you go to our community page on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. We're going to have... So much video, so much stuff for you from our first day out at um, Flowery Branch at Falcons training camp. It was we got some definitely got some good stuff on board for you today. We got to talk about the Braves. They get back on on the diamond tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't know I should have put that on there or not because they haven't been playing that well. And Kyle <laughs> Wright is on the mound, so T, I think we we should be doing good about that. I'm gonna give you a couple observations about what I saw out there today. Tanisha went out there with me, but she's going to get out there. And know, you know my girl got all the observations for you. And when we come to the Atlanta Falcons, last but not least, it's the wing day. And uh, we'll talk about that in For the Culture. So, yeah, no, no introduction, no tease. <laughs> but, T, we have to talk about the Atlanta Braves. They start a, a three-game series over the weekend against the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks. Obviously, last time. The, the the Braves played against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They lost they lost that series finale like they've been doing. They've been pretty good at that as of late, but <laughs> they end up on a 14 game winning streak. Is that something we need to look forward to? Because we know there are a lot of issues with Charlie Morton and Anderson mm-hmm. and all of those things like that. And coming up on the trade deadline, I think there's something that we got to keep an eye out for, right? Yeah, and I agree with you. This is an, a homestand that. I feel confident and strongly that they need to go 5-0. and So to start off, right. let's go on a 5-0 and homestand run, right? Because that's right. going to run you right into that New York Mets series, which is an all-important series up important. in Queens, yes. right? So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think we stand, we stay standing where you and I stood a few days ago. Like, yeah, you need to go on some deep runs because with your strength of schedule, roughly the same as the Mets, as they continue to move forward with wins, you've got to keep pace with them so that hopefully you can overtake them in the end. So, yeah, I definitely think so. And again, you know, I, I listened to some uh, old sound, some old postgame sound from Brian Snicker this morning. And he made that he made a comment that I thought was interesting that was kind of similar to what he said after the Phillies game, just in terms of we've got the guns, right? All we need right. to do is get our heads right. And all we need to do is get set to go out on a run. That was the, the thing that he said that last time. They had a come to Jesus moment. You just talk about talked about what it was and after that. So, Jarvis, I'd be interested to know if they had a, at least a mini come to Jesus moment as they're going into a very important stretch on the schedule. No doubt about it. And 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 that's the thing, like, like this is the type this is the type of series that you kind of get yourself together, right? You gather yourself, you try to get things going and you kind look at what it is that you need to do in order for you to continue to stay where you are right in, mm-hmm. in the division which is close to the new york mix as you get ready to go right. like you said you get ready to go up to gotham and try to take the vision with have mm-hmm. the opportunity to take over the division and that's exactly what you want to do and right. it, and it's good to have a guy on the mound in kyle Wright because i believe that mm-hmm. kyle Wright is a guy that 
you know, he's been solid for you. He had 10, 10 wins before for the All-Star break. You know, those those are the type of numbers that we haven't seen in, in quite some time. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff we used to seeing when when the likes of John Smoltz and Tom Glad and the likes of those guys were on the mound. So I think that with Max Freed on the mound, I think that the Braves will be will be uh, primed and ready to uh, get a win tonight. And we'll talk about whether or not this is a do-or-die situation. But, T, tell the folks about Bet Online about what they have going on. Yeah. And one thing that you can bet on is that Jarvis is going to give us all the details, all the tea about what happened with the Falcons. And one thing you can bet on for sure for betonline.net is that it is your number one source for all things betting needs and sports info. So you can find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including Major Major League Baseball. Once training camp kicks in, once preseason kicks in, what's the over-under going to be for the Falcons as far as win-loss? That's information you can get at betonline.net. And also, sporting sporting wagering information. And I say that because some people may be new to the whole betting thing because, of course, it's legalized in more and more states as we go along. But if you're new to it, they even have podcasts and news to really help you get up to speed on live betting, esports, scores, niche sports if you want to bet on golf mma boxing this would be the site for you so head to the site today you can do it on your mobile device or you can do it on your desktop you see jarvis is on his mobile i'm on my desktop so you can catch betonline.net anywhere you want to because that's how we do and remember bet online is where the game starts no doubt about it where the game starts we know night the cow right but a guy that's a mound after him Tomorrow, I know this is kind of a you know a situation where you kind of don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I mm-hmm. think it, it ha- as we get ready to approach that trade deadline, T, I think yeah. it's something we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Is this a do or die game for Ian Anderson? Because we know that we talked about the Braves potentially needing an arm with the, with the way Charlie Morton has uh, performed and yeah. how Ian Anderson has been performing. Like he's mm-hmm. been been struggling um, as of late, so. Is this a do or die game for Ian Anderson to say, hey, Alex and Thomas, I'm ready. I was just having a little issues, but I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And he has shown us maybe once or twice this season the shades of brilliance that he showed us last season. But more often than not, it's been games like five runs given up, seven runs given up, four and five walks a game, uh, short outings like the three inning outing from the last go round. So if we see that, you can't help but think, or because we've seen that, you can't help but think this might be a do-or-die game for Ian Anderson because Alex Anthopoulos has decisions to make, and he only has about 72 hours to figure it out one way or the other pretty much, So, or, or a little bit over 72 hours. It'll be 72 hours by the time Ian Anderson finishes that game tomorrow, <laughs> whatever right, the case exactly, may be. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe when you, especially if you've got Kyle Wright, and you've got Max Freed sandwiching you, right? You assume that Kyle Wright is going to give you the goods because, hey, he's leading the National League in wins, right? So you, you assume that he's just going to keep that train moving. And then Max Freed, you know, may have had a little bit of an off time the last go round. But again, Max Freed bounces back pretty much better than anyone in the starting rotation. Like you said, Spencer Strider has added to the arsenal. So we think he's good. But now, Jarvis, you're looking at not one, but two question marks for Alex Anthopoulos. So it might be very, very difficult for him if Ian Anderson does not step up his game Saturday, not to at least 
field some calls and take some calls to say, hey, we got a couple people, Marcelo's, we got a couple people that we can package for you if you ever pitch. Hey, I got Will Smith. He's a savvy veteran. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And you might have to throw Kyle Muller in there. You hate it. You hate it, but you know you got to throw in the goods. But yeah, Ian Anderson, I think Jarvis is a do or die game. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be because, like I said, he struggled. He's been struggling as of late. And Alex Anthopoulos is the type of guy, he's not going to sit around and wait mm-hmm. and try to figure it out. You know, that's what Brian Snickers for. That's why I kind of like the yin and yang of Alex Anthopoulos yes. and Brian Snickers. Brian Snickers is going to give you every opportunity to prove that you still got it or yes. you still have your stuff, as he likes to mm-hmm. <laughs> like to say. Yeah. And Alex Anthopoulos is the type of guy like, hey, man, I got to be prepared for this dude not to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not yeah. a, it's not indictment against Ian Anderson. It's just the fact no. that this is where we are. As a general right. manager, I have to think towards the future. I have to think towards the immediate future, which is right now, trying mm-hmm. to win this you know, division. And I got to think about long-term as well. So yeah. I, I think that it is something that we definitely have to keep an eye on as we get mm-hmm. closer to the trade deadline. Like I said, it's coming up on August 2nd, which yes. is Tuesday. So we got we got a quite a uh, Alex Anthopoulos has some time to kind of mm-hmm. figure it out and get his mind right. Now, Speaking, you know, you're wondering why I'm sitting up in my truck doing the show. I am literally out here in the parking lot in Flowery Branch, <laughs> just coming from Falcons practice. So obviously I got something I got to get off my chest. I couldn't wait to get home. We'll tell you about that next on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra, and that is Jarvis. And thank you guys for stopping by today. We always appreciate that. And we also appreciate when you go to whatever platform you download podcasts on and you download this podcast and you also give us five-star reviews. We are grateful for that. And keep on going to YouTube as well because you guys are getting us close to 3,000 subscribers and we most definitely appreciate that. And listen, you want to tell people about us anyway because we are starting to get in the trench in Flowery Branch. Now the training camp is up and running. And it was so exciting today for us because this was locked on Sports Atlanta. This was our first opportunity to get out there and kind of see what was cracking in the branch. And specifically for ATL Day Ones, our guy Jarvis was out there. So JD, we're going to go in all three phases of the game. I want to hear about your takeaways. So let's start on offense. What did you see out there? What caught your eye? You know what? The first guy that, that really caught my eye was Desmond Ritter, right? Ah. Of, you know, we've had so many conversations about <laughs> Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. Who's going to be the starter? Is Marcus Mariota the starter? Desmond Ritter wants to be the starter. Now he understands he's going to be an NFL quarterback, and there's a lot more to it than just talking about being a starter right. quarterback. Right? <laughs> have all these things coming into place, right? Right. But, but it, it was cool to see, and this is something that I've seen multiple times when I've seen him live. He is the type of guy that really trusts his arm strength. And I know yeah. a lot of people made a lot of flack about I know Matt Ryan took a lot of flack about his arm strength and all that and whatever. I, I understand that. I get it. You know, Julio Jones may have had an issue with it. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. But mm-hmm. I think that that is something that he's always put on display. And, yeah. especially, and specifically today, when he was out there at practice, like he squeezed the ball that was in a super tight window. And like as soon as the wide receiver caught the ball, you just yeah. saw the the defender just come flying right past. And it was like, oh my God, like he just, he really threw that chick in there, you know, so to speak. <laughs> well, you know, I almost said a word I wasn't supposed to say, but so, you know, I had to catch myself. But I yes. think that that was one of the things that just really stood out to me because, it, like, every time I've watched him live, he's done that. 
And yes. I think that that was a really cool thing to see. Obviously, you know, I was working with the uh, second group today mm-hmm. and being out there and, and kind of building up that chemistry yes. with, with the, the backup wide receivers and those mm-hmm. guys that you have to kind of really get a, because uh, get a, get um, acquainted with, because those are the guys that are going to help you look good, right? You know, yes. those are the guys going to help you potentially maybe even move into that starting role. No and question. those guys are going to get, on get rotates because wide receivers rotate all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. I think that is a, a good thing for them to kind of be in that space and get the, that kind of familiarity with each other and kind of mm-hmm. learn when he, when this guy's going to break off his route or when he's going to do this or or is he going to sit down like as as to first of all, I'm kind of climbing the ladder and start, starting to get up into that zone where he needs to be. So I think all of those things – I think kind of came out the day when, like, mm-hmm. I was just sitting there just watching. I was like, man, Desmond Ritter really likes to take chances. Like, he really trusts his arm strength, and this is a cool yeah. thing to see. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, that's also a compliment to him just in terms of having confidence in his ability to see the field, in his ability of his accuracy, because to thread the needle like that means you're also confident that, A, you're going to get the ball where it needs to be. And also you're having a little bit of showing a little bit of confidence in your receivers as well. And something right. that you mentioned about that second group, how important is it? for that second group to be where they are, because we know Alameda Zacchaeus is a great example and the departed Russell Gage is a great example of what happens when your number is called because of injuries. So you never know. We may think, yes, absolutely, we're looking at Kyle Pitts. Absolutely, we're looking at Brian Edwards, uh, Drake London. Yes, we are, but what happens if those guys go down, you got to be ready for your number to be called. And another thing I like that Arthur Smith said about Desmond Ritter is that he is he, he is intent on giving him as many reps as possible so that he can indeed show exactly what his worth is. So you love to see it and you love to hear about that. Now let's go defense. I know that is your cup of tea. So I know that you've been chomping at the bit to talk a little bit about defense. So I cannot wait. I am here for it. I'm all ears. Give us the tea on what you saw in defense today. Defensively, I think one of the things that stood out to me was like the secondary guys, right? The secondary really stood out because I I'm almost was disappointed. I, I, for some reason, I thought that the Falcons were going to be in pass today. That was not the case. They're going to be on pass in month. They're going to be in pass, excuse me, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So those those going to be look, definitely going to be looking forward to that. But I think one mm-hmm. of the things that that stood out to me was the secondary, right? Because mm-hmm. those guys, it was some guys that you know you kind of forgot about. Like there's a guy mm-hmm. by the name of D. Offer. Um, the guy yes. played in the, the CFL. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was really intrigued by him in the spring when I saw him in person. And for him to be out there today, he was out there making mm-hmm. some good plays. And yeah. even if the guy made the catch on him, he was still right there. Like, that's mm-hmm. all you can ask of a cornerback. A lot of times, guys got to make a really good throw to kind of mm-hmm. get in there and, and, yeah. and be able to make a play on the ball. But if you aren't making mm-hmm. a, able to make a play on the ball, at least be there to make the tackle. And that's yeah, what you look exactly. for in cornerbacks, especially specifically when guys – are brought in from in free mm-hmm. agent through free agency. You're like, okay, why did they sign this guy? And I'm starting to see why they why they signed the offer. And another thing that that kind of really stood out to me was Isaiah Oliver wasn't working with the first group that much. You know, and mm-hmm. now he's coming off an injury, so they're right. kind of slow playing him a little bit. And I totally get it. But mm-hmm. I, they actually had a guy in there by the name of Mike Ford, a guy who mm-hmm. they brought, um, just brought in. Yes. And I think he he was looking solid. He was out there making plays, competing. He's, yeah. he's a little, he looks like he gets a little handsy when they went through the one on ones. But I was just like, hey, man, that was a flag, bro. That might be a flag. They might call that when he was going on one on ones. Um, mm-hmm. So but it, it was, it's cool. It's good to see those, those guys that have that aggressiveness 
They're out there just kind of, you know, out there competing and, and doing it. You know what I mean? Even though they don't have pads on, those are the guys that the skilled guys are the guys that you can really get it, still get a good grasp of what they're capable of, even though they don't have on full pass. And, and mm-hmm. I think that though, that the, the guys of the secondary were out there doing their thing today. Yeah. And of course the Falcons just continue to add to that secondary room, picking up Henry black, who had a, a solid career, a solid 2021 with the Packers. So hopefully he'll be able to add to the competition in that secondary room. And, and you, you said a word Jarvis, because everybody consistently, whether you are Arthur Smith, or Dean Pease, or the media, or other players, or former players, everybody thinks that the secondary is going to be the breakout unit, really across the entire team, not even, and and they've got, you know, of course, they've got studs on offense, but this is who you hear everybody talking about, especially because now, as we mentioned before, you have A.J. Terrell on one side, you got Casey Hayward on another side, you got Richie Grant, who was starting to trend up last year. Now you're talking about Mike Ford, who's in addition. It'll be interesting to see what Henry Black brings to the table, right, in terms of once he really gets out there and starts to show us what he's working with. So, yeah, that's secondary, man. It's high expectations, but I also feel like they are really up for it. Casey Hayward, I heard him speaking about it earlier today. Seems like they're really excited about what they can do this season. And, hey, as we keep saying, you can't go anywhere but up from where they were last year as a secondary in the defense overall. And then finally, you know, we said we were going to go into all phases. So real quick, I think you saw something that was really cool on special teams with our guy, Marquise Williams, of course, a special teams coordinator and somebody that he might give a little bit of action to and some possible minutes so that maybe he can put him into a situation to make some history. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he was back there. Catching, catching, uh, kicks, catching deep kicks, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, that's got to be really cool because when you think about it, at the end of the day, coaches don't have to listen to you; they get right. paid to make the decisions, right? You know what I mean? Like, and and we all know the Cordell Pat CP has been, you know, politicking to yeah. say, hey, man, put me back there, coach, put me back there, and and then and special teams the type of thing that you have to want to do, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because that's a that's yeah. a and the rookies, like most of the time, that's guys who who want to play, and in mm-hmm. the rookies, like how that's how rookies make squads. Like they yeah. make a team, but go on a special team. Avery Williams is a prime example. Like more than likely, he won't go make a team as just a cornerback, but he right. was able to do make the squad last year, be the mm-hmm. be the main kick returner. So I, I think you hate to take away some some of those reps from him, but if you got a guy like a veteran like um, Cordell Patterson saying, "Hey man, put me in there. I want to do this thing." I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to make it easier on the offense. I want to put them in a better starting position. Potentially, mm-hmm. not even allow them to go on the field by right. taking that bad boy to the house. I. I mean, you almost have to acquiesce, and I think that yeah. uh, Marquise Williams is making a really, really good decision by mm-hmm. letting him do that. And it was kind of cool to see him out there, ready to amp up for for the special teams. And I, you got to love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like rewarding a guy who really, really put this offense on his back last year, whether he was catching out of the backfield or whether he was running. (laughs) So I'm like, to me, this is like saying to him, thank you, CP. We appreciate all you did to drag us through 2021. So and when we come back, we're going to talk about something that Jarvis appreciates you guys. I'm telling you, when I sent this information to Jarvis, I saw the biggest smile maybe that I've ever seen from him. So we'll tell you exactly. He'll tell you exactly what we're talking about when we come back in For the Culture right here on ATL Day 1. 
Final segment of ATL Day with Jarvis and Tanisha. I promise y'all, y'all need to be in our off-air conversation. Okay. Those probably, probably a little bit better than what we talk about on sports. We hope not, but, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, the family, you know, <laughs> yeah, our green say, room hits different. That's all yes, no saying. doubt. It's not the typical green room, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we just want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. And like Tanisha mentioned earlier, we are pressing towards 3,000 subscribers. Oh, my goodness. We appreciate you guys that have been liking and subscribing to our YouTube page on Locked On Sports Atlanta. And also the people who have been rocking with us on the audio side as well. And we thank you. Those five-star reviews have been coming in. Actually, I've only seen five-star reviews. I haven't seen anything else. So I guess my threats have been working, T. (laughs) 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 But this is for the culture. For those who don't know, this is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about that because that's just how we get down. Now, T, today is (laughs) National Day, baby. Yes. No, if you haven't listened to or watched the show before, I am a wean connoisseur. If your wings aren't on point at a bar, I will walk out. But yes, Tanitra, today's National Wing Day, and we have to definitely take time out to honor and (laughs) lift up the wings, the the, the hot sprinkled with lemon pepper. You know, we have to pay homage to. This special occasion, because, you know, this is something that needs to be taken seriously because we are in a space where we need wings today. We need (laughs) we need wings because wings make you happy. Wings give you joy, everlasting joy. Yeah, I'm still talking about wings. Uh, yeah, talking right. before I go off, before I continue to go off into a place where, you know, the Lord might be mad at me if I keep talking. Oh, God. You see? This is his happy place, people. This is his happy place. Listen, you don't know how many calls, because he and I have been working together for years. You don't know how many times I have called him to check into something or check on something. And he's literally, I'm like, Jarvis, you're at the wing place. Jarvis, you're at the wing place. Jarvis, I just heard you order wings. I mean, this all the time for years. So when I saw this, I was so excited because, you know, we also have a debate because he knows I'm just the opposite. I don't do wings. So that always traumatizes him. Like he he's never heard it before. I do not do wings. However, if I do them, they're not going to be flat. They're probably not going to be drums. Maybe some drumettes every time, every now and again. But my thing is, I know you like lemon pepper. I like the boneless barbecue wings from Pizza Hut Low Key. Don't sleep on them. T, T. I know, I know. Commercial. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before we talk about Coffee AM, I have like, let me tell you something. Let me reveal something to you. You know, just hold. You know, hold. hold you still listening? Hold, hold, hold. What you got? Boneless chicken wings are chicken nuggets. So you're eating like a child. <laughs> boneless chicken wings. <laughs> boneless chicken wings are not. There's no such thing as boneless chicken wings. They're oh, you know we're taking the debate to Twitter. You you already oh, know. Oh. So everybody who's following us. Please. Hit us in the comments on YouTube and follow us on Twitter because we're about to take this debate online. It's going to social. It's going Boneless to social. chicken wings do not exist. I will stand on that for to, to the day I leave this earth. They are straight up chicken nuggets. You're eating like wow. a child. Sorry. Say what you want to but, say. But yeah, tell the folks about Coffee AM. Yeah. Now, Coffee AM, guys, that's the one thing Jarvis and I can agree on because we both really love their products and we love to support 
a roaster, a small batch roaster who is right in mm -hmm. our backyard, right here in ATL. So listen, you guys should definitely check them out too. And why? Because we all love fresh things, right? Just like Jarvis likes fresh wings. He also likes fresh coffee. I like fresh tea. So this is a place where you can get that because let's say, for example, you go and you place your order. They're going to ship it the same day or they're going to ship it close to it. They're also going to roast it close to that time frame. So think about that. Current crop, specialty grade and fresh, that's a winner to me. And also they're going all over the world, free trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends. That's what they look for. That's what they specialize in. So you want to know more and you want to order some product, go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. That's where you can get the full menu of what they offer. And if you put in on your first order the code locked on, then you are going to get a 15% discount on that first order. So again, don't take our word for it. Check it out yourself. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Put that product code in and you will not regret it. No doubt about it. And, you know, we talked about how today is National Wing Day. These are just like so things that I used to indulge myself in. I don't eat as many wings as I used to. I know it doesn't sound like it, but okay. when I do eat wings, I do enjoy them. But there's another one. Madden. You know, Madden about to get ready to drop. And we know how NFL players, the ratings were released. And we talked about yeah. ratings not too long ago on the show. Mm -hmm. And now they've opened up the a hotline. Yes. About so you can complain about the ratings. <laughs> they, like and, and T, like I mean, I like I said, I used to indulge in Madden like all the time, but now yeah. like I'm like, oh, like I don't have time to play it like I used to. You know, I kind of actually kind of miss it a little bit. But mm -hmm. I think that for somebody to call a hotline to, to to complain about Madden ratings, I think. They they took over a thousand calls a the thousand. first day. See, a thousand, a thousand calls complaining about ratings, man ratings, not like real life ratings that have no, to do not with a technical people. issue. You know, technical mm -hmm. issues. No. You know what I'm saying? Wi-Fi issue, no. hot spot mm -hmm. issue. No ratings. I'm complaining about man yeah, ratings. Man ratings. Two words come to mind for me, Jarvis, petty and privilege. Okay. Because if you take the time to actually make the phone call to the hotline right. and don't, don't get me wrong. I appreciate Madden trying to give some customer service and giving, you know, a different little opportunity for you to provide your feedback. But I think that's so petty for you to sit on the phone because we know these days a lot of companies don't have a lot of customer service reps. So that means you're literally sitting there for minute after minute after minute to tell them why you don't like your favorite player or the player from your favorite team and the rating he got for Madden. OK, you know what? I, anybody got time for that. But if you do, do you. And the other piece of it is privilege. We live in a world, Jarvis. Where now, when we invite you to come and give us feedback on social, like for boneless wings versus real wings, that's fine. But we live in a world where everybody thinks that they can comment on everything anyway. So that's why I said it's privilege. It's petty and privilege because everybody feels like they can weigh in on everything. And so Madden is just falling right into that pile of saying, hey, come on and weigh in on what I think is the silliest thing. One of the silliest things I've ever heard, but I will tell you this. I have been reading some of the comments about it because it's just funny. So I'm going to watch to see if they go over even, you know, 2,000, 5,000. How many calls is it going to be at the end of the day? And listen, if you guys want to know more about what it is that we're going to be 
talking about over the weekend. And let me just stop too and say, hey, check out Locked On Sports Atlanta because Jarvis also has some great information there. John Chuckery, our guy from Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, he was also out there today. So he'll provide some additional insight. We got content on top of content about the Falcons and we will keep this going for you guys at training camp. Hopefully I'll get there with Jarvis next week. And also when we come back next week, we hope to talk to you guys about the Braves starting this homestand on a positive note about the dream bouncing back with a win against the wings tomorrow after a tough loss last night to the Lynx and anything about sports entertainment and the culture. We got you. So for Jarvis, I am Tanitra. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Y'all come back now. You hear